0: Greatest Star Wars podcast. Roger,
1: Roger. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins.
2: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the HUD, and joining me. As ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. And you know what? When I'm playing Star Wars Squadron, my favourite pilot to be, a hero of the Rebellion, is Grace Blyonar.
0: Oh, of For the course. uninitiated Grace Blyonar. It, it's like the canon knows that we're going for the Bly puns, that you're, sorry, going for the Bly puns.
2: And so it's I trying to so keep we got oh. some more from that game because there may be more to come.
0: Oh, mate, what a load of filth. What a load of filth. Mate, I'm loving it. We're back in the booth, in the virtual sessions booth, and we are chatting the wars. We love the wars, don't we? We live and we breathe the wars. But Matty boy, let me ask you a question before we do. How on earth has your week been?
2: It has been very good, my friend. Um... They had a nice weekend, went to see the family at the weekend, uh, played some squadron with a guy called Blilo um, last week as well. So that was good fun. Uh, go check that out to see what we think about it since the last episode. Other than that, mate, yeah,
0: just been kind of cracking on. But how about yourself? Oh, mate. Do you know what? Forget the week. I had a well good weekend. Yes. Um, You know about that. Saturday had a cheeky little uh, Italian night with some friends, which was pretty yeah, cool. Boy. My missus made the actual pasta. I put that nice. on our Discord server. That was pretty snazzy um, and fun. And then uh, miss, it's pretty much around food. You know, when is it mm-hmm. not? Uh, missus it- did a roast dinner yesterday. A roast pork was banging absolute ba- absolutely I, ba- well. I think it was a pork shoulder and anyway today mate you'd be proud of me I made I made like Chinese pork with egg-fried rice from scratch nice. boom flip in I was about to say from scratch mate. not you didn't just a piece the film lid several times no mate the real deal the real deal people so um yeah mate I'm on I am on uh cloud nine I am up there in the city. I'm on the best bin cloud you know city.
2: Yeah. What a nice place to visit. I wonder oh. if we'll mention that anytime
0: soon. But oh, before we I mention d-
2: any kind of um, Cloud City based puns, we've got another
0: announcement to make. We've got a new Patreon, haven't we, my friend? Uh, yes, we have. It is none other than our boy, Callum Steed, absolute legend and king of Molden. Welcome to the Patreon fam, mate. Yep, absolutely. As we always say, we hope you enjoy
2: all of the content that's going out past, present, future. And honestly, mate, just thank you for signing up to support the show because it means the world.
0: Yes, thank you so much, man. And if you guys are interested in any more Patreon filth, then go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. We got three bonus shows a month on there. Three plus film commentaries and other snazzy bits. It's the place to go
2: it is but mate i've got to, i've got i've got to drop something on you now friend john mate there's 17 days to go till
0: till what Matt? That's right, geezers. It's seventeen days till Mandalorian season two. The hype is real, Matty boy. I can't flip and wait, mate. I'm getting, I'm getting buzzed
2: after hearing that, mate. Uh, this is the way. That was the way. I can't wait, mate. I'm digging this anyway. Um, the idea of season two, but let, let's just get like we did for the Rise of Skywalker and everything, and, and every other show film coming out. Let's start getting excited. let's start getting pumped for this now. um I can't wait for mando season two mate, and that jingle has only helped
0: Oh mate, we love it. everyone loves it. The mando loves it. I can't wait to uh to get watching on the old season two uh but other than that, mate, I think there's a and that's mistaken um I think there's a noise I can hear actually mate is is that you?
2: No, I think it's our our friend. I think it's Big Ben Kenobi. Shall we uh, see what he wants? Oh, it's a galactic
0: news round. Mm -hmm. Bayaga Agabri, the Force-sensitive Jedi Wookiee from the High Republic, has been confirmed to be wielding a two-handed Wookiee-sized lightsaber in the upcoming saga. Mm -hmm.
2: And the 40 short stories in From a Certain Point of View Strikes Back have been revealed on Twitter via Del Rey Books. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Grey, aka Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. You may have heard the phrase, never meet your heroes or never speak with them over a internet connection. But people who say that know nothing. In January, we spoke to the Welsh mountain, Bespin <laughs> Bullington about uh, the rise of Skywalker leaks. Cause he was one of the Trinity of leakers who uh, managed to basically elicit the entire script for the rise of Skywalker. Nobody believed the mail said, well, this doesn't sound very good. Well, turns out in December, they saw what they saw. However, We've gone and we've gone back to the world now. We've got Best Bin back on the show. We want to talk to him about uh rumors, speculation, what's coming on with the TV series, a couple of games, uh, uh video games, sorry. And I know Luke's got some information about a certain character he wants to get from him as well. But enough from me. Best bin, thank you so much for coming back on and welcome back to the sessions.
1: Oh, victory. What's happening, guys? <laughs>
0: How you doing, mate? welcome back mate welcome back it's been it's been a while been obviously oh oh who was that was that you matty boy yes me oh you've a toast to the mountain bin. have you got a uh, cheeky beverage
1: yeah it's already open though i can't make the satisfying can right? <laughs> what is it what am i drinking i'm yeah. on a copperberg
0: <laughs> oh Ooh. my
1: days right i'm a Ooh. bit jealous
0: i might i might have to go to the fridge and get something
2: you go to the fridge to get something, and I'll find and out do, how
0: you do the pleasantries. And uh, yeah. I'm going to go see what I've got because I can't. I, I'm missing out here. Well, let's find out what Best Bin's been doing today. We Best
2: Bin. What on earth have you been doing in the last ten months?
1: Um, like most people, just chilling in the house for quite a while, and uh, yeah, so it was quite slow on uh, productions for Star Wars. So there's not a lot of leaks, but some, some you know, we've got out there, and some were correct uh, squadrons. Being uh, the first one. So, uh, not long after my appearance on this show, I uh, reported that the next Star Wars game was coming from EA Motive and it's a mm-hmm. smaller title. Uh, originally, it was supposed to come out in 2021. Uh, but, and EA themselves come, came out and confirmed that on, a, on an earnings call. And later, they cut out that development time and, you know, pushed it out to now. Um, also, reported on when you'd be seeing Squadrons for the first time and what that game would be. Uh, so I'm glad all that panned out to be true. And uh, now we're just waiting for a couple others, like Cassian. Uh, I said I'd be going to pre-pro in late July. It's yeah. still in pre-production. It's getting ready to film at the end of the month. Uh, signs are going up around Pinewood, and there's some signs in Black Park. Uh, so yeah, Cassian's going to be coming soon. Uh, it's going to be filming soon. Me and
2: Lukey Boy might have to, uh, you may have to send us a cheeky DM because me and Lukey Boy might want to have to head down to Black Park because it's only about 40 minutes from from where we are here. Just quickly, before
0: <laughs> we go any further, oh, I hear oh, Luke's back, by the way. What have you got for us? Right. Do you know what? I had no other beers in the fridge. I had I had one alcoholic beverage. Go on. And uh, it's actually, it's really random, but it's a Guinness <laughs> All right, well, so I've got
2: a, I've got a Budweiser. So I've still got that like that twenty pack I had. Best oh, bins on days. the Copperberg, and you've gone for the Guinness. So um,
0: yeah, it's a Guinness, oh, and it's got the little draft um widget inside of it. Oh, the little ball know? thing. Little oh, ball. mate. This is filth. I mean, this this it was warranted, wasn't it, really? Like, you know, a, a little chit-chat with uh, Naughty Bespin, you know, talking all sorts of leaks. I've come back. You're talking about Cassian and signs at Pinewood and stuff, you know. Back
2: park, I mean. Before we, before we go any further, though, boys, for those who don't know Bespin, Bespin, did you just want to give a quick recap of who you are without saying your real name, of course, and what, what you've done and what you do in the community? Because there might be people thinking, well, who's this, you know, cool-sounding Welsh dude?
1: Yeah, so last year uh, I started doing leaks for um The Rise of Skywalker. Uh dated for basically the entire year. Um and we covered a lot. We had a lot right uh, such as uh Ray and Kylo Ren would share their lightsaber through the force, uh which we saw, you know, at the end of battle. Um Kylo would fight the Lights of Ren, Ewoks walks in the film, Palpatine is strapped to some crane mechanical arm thing. Um <laughs> There's,
2: Somehow he returned.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot that we had right. Um it's re- it's quite a lot to like get off the top of your head. But even other stuff like Jedi Fallen Order, I was the first to report that uh what's his name? Cameron Monaghan, is that his name? Yep. That he was like the lead of the game. And a couple of other bits and bobs. So it's just a lot of Star Wars leaking. Uh it's all on Instagram. So I don't get I don't make any money from it like at all. It's just doing it for the fans because I wanted a place where Star Wars fans could just read real news because there's so many like people out there that's just checking out like leaks, quotes yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs>
2: right. uh, well, you're you're our go-to for Luke. It's the same for you as well, Luke. Because we there are other outlets and other uh, people online and socials and that who who drop reports which generally turn out to be complete hogwash. But uh, we we've said before we you know if Best Bin says it, we believe it.
1: Yeah, I try to be. Uh, accurate, you know. I try to get multiple people on one thing, so you might not hear from me for months because of that reason. Because I want to make sure things are right. Some of the ones that I missed this year, just because I only had one person on there, was Tamir Morrison in uh, Mando and Mon Mothma in Cassian. Uh, the week that the Tamir Morrison came out, I was scrambling. I think you were in the loop with this, Matt. Like yeah. that entire week, I was losing my mind because I was like, trying to get confirmation on it, and then boom. Uh, I think it was THR that came out and said Tamir Morrison's Boba Fett. So, yeah,
0: it's a uh... spoilers, by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Spoilers. oh, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, I
0: suppose <laughs> I, it comes, it goes about saying that, you know, when, when Best Ben, you know, comes on the show, he's bringing the heat. He's bringing the heat, guys. Um, but, yeah, no, it, I always find that that is fascinating. And I find. That, the, the fact that we're like, we we get along anyway, you mm. know, as mates. Yeah. Um, And it's amazing that we've met like basically through this, but I think for an Instagram DM, basically. Yeah. Um, But I've, I I always sit there and think, man, like how, and I know you can't really go into information about this, but how on earth did this like lad from Wales, like end yeah. up, you know, getting all of this information that, you know, newspapers and journalists would kill for, you know, I think it is, It's so interesting, man. And guys, listeners, if you don't follow Best Bin Bulletin on socials, Instagram, Twitter, then, you know, you should. Best Bin Bulletin. Just one
1: word, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it's all together.
0: So good. Oh, mate, so listen, Kenobi, that's shooting in California, isn't
1: it? Yeah, because of, obviously, uh, COVID and stuff, they've swapped where it was originally going to be. It was supposed to start in January in Pinewood, Um, you know, in London. But they've swapped it now to... Uh, California, because they're going to do a lot of stuff on uh, the volume. And where that is, it's a lot safer. In general, it's just a lot safer. Right now, they're getting ready to do Mando Season 3. And it's it's going smoothly from where I can tell over there. Mm. It's just a lot safer for them to have all the cast, all the crew in one place. Whereas Cassian, it was already doing pre-pro here, before COVID happened. So Cassian has to stay here. Right.
0: Right, and that's why Cassian's happening now in the London studios and you've got Kenobi being developed in Southern California. Is it true that they're switching, they're using um, the Mandalorian set for Kenobi as well as Mandalorian Season 3?
1: Yeah, so they're using, it's this big train yard. Um, yes. I've got the, I know the exact coordinates for this place. So if anybody is listening in California and you want to go and check it out, give me a DM. Um,
2: <laughs> Slide on in.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, so it's just one specific train yard set. Uh, I've had people go there before for me and have a, have a look. Like, I've had pictures sent to me from the set that's been made now, and it just looks like Tatooine esque from where I can see. But, you know, it could also be a Barlow or Navarro because they all look similar in, in design. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's all happening in Pre Pro over there right now. Um, but they're also using the Manhattan Beach studio as well, where the volume is. So, yeah, Kenobi is just doing the Mando route. It's uh, exciting. And it, it starts in March filming, which is when Mando finishes. So they're going right after one another.
2: That's right, because he was on Graham Norton, wasn't he, over here in the UK recently? You and McGregor popped up, and we've we well, he came out and said it's a six episode like series, So six is all we're getting. Do you know anything about that, mate? Can you can you give me any kind of scoop to say look, they, the episodes are longer than half an hour because uh, I, they've got to be forty five to fifty minutes. Otherwise, why not just give us a film? Cause we know that, um, Hosanna was sacked or let yeah. go for creative differences. They brought on Joby Harold, whose CV is
1: yeah. uh, not good. Um,
2: any ideas then about, you know, what we're going to expect, you know, they've sorted out their differences behind the scenes.
1: Um, from what I can tell, they, it's, it should be closer to an hour in length. That's what we originally were hearing anyway. Uh, So when they've cut the episodes, they've also upped the length. Um, And they are currently, I don't know if they're still doing it, actually. But they were looking for an eight-year-old boy to star in this show. (laughs) Oh, Yeah, I wonder who that is. Eight years after uh, Revenge of the Sith. I wonder who it is. Um, But back at the start of the year, they were looking for a a girl of the same age as well, which is quite weird considering where Leia is. Mm. Um, But yeah, I don't know if they're still looking for a young girl. Uh, for the show. but
2: Get Jimmy Smith back again. He'll have a a busy year as Bale being in Cassian as well.
1: Yeah, hopefully he still is in Cassian. Like I said, back in, I think it was April, uh, that I heard he and the guy who plays Draven were in talks to return to the roles. Mm -hmm. Um, So hopefully that panned out. We should know when Cassian begins filming, I assume.
2: Draven makes sense. Obviously, Draven was the... uh... Uh, General in, in Rogue One, who was um, he was the one who gave Cassian the order to k- kill Galen Erso, that geezer, uh, Alistair Petrie, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, He'd make sense. Uh, Bail Organa makes sense coming back if it's the, re- the, re- the Rebellion. But, Lukey Boy, you weren't overly, uh, am I right in saying, you weren't uh, overly enthused by the Cassian series.
0: Yeah, it just seems to me like it's not really serving a purpose. I mean, I'm open-minded about it just like I was with Solo, but I th- <laughs> I have the same feeling with Solo. You know, I was like, well, it just we don't need it, do we? You know, and you could argue we don't need Mandalorian, but Mandalorian is fantastic. It's awesome. Gives you those vibes. I just don't I don't have that same I don't know enthusiasm um for Cassin. I hope I'm I'm proved wrong. I really really do. Yeah. I wish they just called it
2: like. I wish they didn't call it a Cassian show and just said we're doing a show about the start of the rebellion or yes. something like that, and Cassian would be appearing in it.
0: Mm. It's like adult rebels, you know, like yeah. a live animated adult rebels. Um, Bespin, I have a question for you, and this is this is a bit of terminology that's thrown around, I think, a lot on the like YouTube space in particular. Oh, right. yeah. um, the Felony Verse. Like yeah. right, this idea that Dave Filoni is effectively creating this expanded universe that will be mostly live action TV streamed on Disney Plus. Do you know anything about that? Is that accurate? Is that true? Is that a load of rubbish?
1: Well, early in the year, uh, they were said that going forward, Filoni, Favreau, and Michelle Rizwan would have much larger roles to play in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's connected to all this stuff, but obviously Filoni. Uh, he's supposedly working on some kind of rebel successor, not a sequel,
0: a successor,
1: mm-hmm. and uh, there's obviously the rumors of the Ahsoka series, which uh, may or may not be happening. depends on Mando, I assume. Um, but yeah, maybe he is. I wouldn't mind Filoni taking over like the TV side of things, um, because he's done a good job so far with Mandalorian. I'm a fan of Rebels and the Clone Wars, so if any, any more Filoni stuff comes my way, I'll, I'll take it in. I'm I'm more than happy to see
2: it naughty boy well, lucky boy mentioned solo mm-hmm. earlier on firstly do you want to hashtag make solo to happen do you i think they <laughs> will and you know it, people are saying like kira or maul or or maybe a lando series is there anything relating to um solo 2 or that film which is in production or is in development in any stage
1: development is an odd word right because when people say it they think that this thing is being actively made and it's gonna happen it's about to be greenlit that's not usually the case development can mean it's just an idea that's just being worked on
2: it's on a, it's on a memo
1: yeah like uh, which is what people need to remember because there's so many shows that are apparently coming now i can't see all that happening but mm-hmm. in terms of solo i don't want a solo 2 i wouldn't mind seeing series from there like it's focused on Crimson Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing I ever heard about anything sort of linked to Solo was a, uh, a series. It wasn't a Crimson Dawn series, but Crimson Dawn were involved somewhere in the background. I don't know if they were the villains of this series, but they were involved. Uh, you would have had a new cast of characters leading the show, but then uh, Crimson Dawn would have been somewhere else, somewhere in the background. So I don't know if you were seen Maul or Kira, but uh, yeah, that, that's the only thing I heard. There was never like uh, a media clock's lead in the series or Darth Maul is the focus, nothing like that. Mm. Um, and I don't think... Uh, usually Lucasfilm don't go that deep into stuff. So no, usually if you talk to like somebody who's working on a project, they won't use the words Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Because most people who tell you these things aren't actual fans of the shows. They're not, like, hardcore fans like Aslot. So it's... Yeah, so they wouldn't know, like, oh, is the Lando series happening, or there's... You know, they wouldn't use that terminology. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think if there's anything related to Solo, it might be that. I can't see them doing a film because it was a financial failure. Uh, it, I, I believe it didn't actually profit. It didn't. Uh, so, yeah, there's no point in the Solo 2. But, yeah, if there's anything from there might be that uh series i mentioned
0: that's mad that is mad yeah i can see i can see maybe an appearance from a couple of characters happening but you know I, matt and i did a uh, make solo too um, happen show a couple months ago when like solo two, happen, yeah, yeah on, on the actual day. And I think we were of the opinion of no, we personally we don't want a solo two. We would we wouldn't mind seeing these characters pop up somewhere in the future, mm. but an actual solo two, no, we're good, we're good, thanks. Yeah. But I, it's so it's so interesting hearing all of this stuff, mate, especially about a Felony verse and you know these guys having these bigger roles. Do you ever get? insider knowledge on the actual politics of Lucasfilm, like, and positions of certain people?
1: No. So I wouldn't know if Kathleen Kennedy's stepping down or, like, getting fired, right?
0: right fair um, enough. That's where I
1: was going, but um, uh, um, fair enough. Yeah, most, obviously, most people would never know this. So if it's like... You,
2: been having that information? Oh, by the yeah. way, Kathleen gets back to get... So she's going to yeah. get the boot
0: tomorrow. She's going to get a P-45. P-45. <laughs> Ticked right out.
1: Just post a picture of a P-45 on my Instagram. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's... People will always say, oh she's about to get fired. Unless it's coming from like THR variety, like mm-hmm. never believe it. Um yeah. so even if I said it, don't believe me, because like how would I know this? Um yeah. I know like, you know, production stuff, that's different. You know, I'm not in the com- I'm not listening to a phone call between uh, you know, Catherine Kennedy and the heads of Disney. Um <laughs>
2: Bob Scheipick.
1: Yeah, just hacked in like hack a man Um no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like it's uh Yeah, I wouldn't hold much stock in that stuff. But Kennedy's like uh, 10 years coming to an end soon anyway, right? Like, so mm-hmm.
2: That's where the contract's up soon-ish. But yeah. uh, again, what do you... Well, again, me and Luke, we are... You know, overall, we think she's done a great job. And Then we have issues with handling of a lot of things, like the directors and overall kind of story direction. But, you know, money-wise, quality of the films and how they're made, um, things like the Mando, let's not forget, let's not... People jump on Kathleen Kennedy's back, but then also don't say, do you know what? Fair play, you gave us to Mando and all this other stuff we've got to look forward to. Mando, we mentioned Mando. Kathleen Kennedy is the executive producer. Let's not forget, season two, mate, is upon us. We are seventeen days away as of recording.
1: Yeah, the TV spot came out today, right?
2: Yes, we saw that. Um, with uh, we're getting a few more TV spots now. Uh, Have you got uh, on the on the show? We mentioned in January that you weren't, so you didn't really get too many leaks about the. TV series as they were or the streaming series as they were then. Have you heard any more about the obviously we don't want to know the details but do you know anything about the story of season 2 cuz I know you've been pretty hot on some of the characters who may or may not be appearing.
1: Uh no, it's it's a much tighter ship like mm-hmm. I've always said. Uh obviously the um, as Rise Scott was coming up Mandalorian was in production and it's it's so different to try and get information from one as opposed to the other whereas Cross; those people were just spewing information and like mandalorian was so was so quiet um and it's the same this time the only thing we had this time was hearing about Tamara morrison uh back in like february january time
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh rosario dawson's name being tossed around but when you first hear that it's like that's such a fan cast that is the the person people were hoping would be Ahsoka Mm -hmm. but you don't know whether or not to take it seriously Um, but little things like that I think uh, obviously THR and Variety and like the big outlets have come out and said that Cobb Vanth is in the show and uh, you know Boba Fett and Ahsoka Um, I think they're there from everything I can gather myself and (laughs) did from the start of the year but like the other things like some people have said Sabine and Ezra like, the Ezra stuff is funny on Twitter. Like, the the trolling this one dude is doing. Oh, but, um, mm-hmm.
2: I can't think of his name now, but he's all over that.
1: Yeah, he's 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 good at it. But I don't think uh, you're going to see Sabine or... Like, I haven't heard. A lot of people were saying Sasha Banks was Sabine mm. early in the year. I don't know about that one. It's a bit of a risky casting choice. But, uh, yeah, it's still always a tight ship with the series. Hopefully, casting won't be the same, considering it's at Pinewood. So, we'll find out.
0: Mm, so interesting. I was actually going to ask about the Ezra stuff. Yeah. Um, there, there's no truth behind a lot of those rumors, isn't it? He he is majorly trolling. I mean, the way he's just got like Ezra up on his like laptop screen, and he, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, come on,
1: mate. He has a Lucasfilm sweatshirt on in the picture as well.
0: Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> He's yeah, obviously no.
0: just gone to, like, street shirts or something and ordered that, like, just got a JPEG of it, stuck yeah. it on a hoodie, Bob your well, uncle.
1: Come the thing on. is, a lot of fans are gullible enough to believe it, and I've come out both times this guy has done it and have denied it. Like, I think the guy is funny. I think what he's doing is funny.
2: So it's Rahul Kohli.
1: Um, yeah, Rahul Kohli, and he's uh, most known now for being in The Haunting of Bly Manor. And, Bly. Uh, Bly. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, he's right now, he's filming... Uh, the TV show from the same creator is called Midnight Mass in Vancouver and the tweet he put out yesterday was it yesterday? I think it was uh, saying currently filming a new show he's wearing a Lucasfilm sweatshirt Ezra's on the screen and he's drinking a can of coke on the coke can that is French on the coke can he's clearly in Canada like
0: It's a just, uh, That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So, you, you're trained to like look at this kind of stuff. That's good. That's also, really good.
1: We know how secretive Lucasfilm are. Do you think they'd be letting this guy run around and say, Hey, I'm Ezra? <laughs> like, look yeah. out for me. Like, <laughs> you know, we, like Rosario Dawson, she all but confirmed it in that uh, yeah. one interview, right? She
2: basically said, I am Ahsoka, but, but I'm just waiting I, for Lucasfilm yeah. to announce it
1: yeah and you know there's ndas if you break one of these ndas you're gone <laughs> like yeah, yeah you know and you've seen it happen before when uh the guy who played baze in rogue one oh, he word. said he said a spoiler and then he was gone for the rest of the press store like he was Mate. just out oh, Isaac and
0: i were there when that happened we <laughs> were in the room when that happened <laughs> Isaac. yeah that was uh that was jokes. I mean, we we knew he was gonna like die anyway. It was just the way mm. it was, uh, the way he did it. It was like, yeah, this guy has no clue how these guys this how this kind of thing works. Like, yeah, man, when this guy dies over <laughs> here, maybe mm. over here, maybe in China, it's like it's just slightly different. It's like, yeah. come on, mate, come on, that's just that
2: like everyone's face on that panel. Being in their room must have been pretty sweet. Watching it on the stream, everyone's face was just like, uh, especially um, Donny in because he was the one in question who was perishing um, because it's Zhang Wen who said it Donnie Yen's face was a picture and he's just like oh no, oh no, that's my that's the secret of my character, gone now <laughs>
1: mm, Destroyed yeah. I think it's destroyed we're all, for the cast to die anyway, but just getting confirmation from the actor himself that's, you know,
2: yep. it possibly um, could
1: be out of business to be fair
2: it, Well, mate, <laughs> full in Order I've got to ask you, you know most everyone listening knows, Lukey Boy knows Full in Order is great I don't care about the gameplay mechanics. I don't care about any of that. The story for me was boss. I love the characters. We we're, we're getting a Fallen Order two. I know that because you reported it. <laughs> yeah. Please give me some news, mate. I because I, we've just had Squadrons, which was an appetizer. Do you know what I mean? It was the it was a crudite before the main course. Um, please say you've got any kind of info on Fallen Order two.
1: Um, I have more than I'm going to say here, but it's only because.
2: Um, Uh,
1: it's it's so far away. This could be a 2022 game.
2: Of course. Uh,
1: And it's because of the... I'm doubtful on that now, only because Squadrons are supposed to be 2021, but they pushed it forward and cut out a year of development time for that game. Uh, So maybe they'll do something similar, which I really hope they don't, to Fallen Order. But it's not called Fallen Order 2. It's not Mm -hmm. Fallen anything. People keep saying it is, but it's not. It's called Star Wars Star Wars Jedi subtitle.
2: Colon something, yep.
1: Yeah. It's that's the brand they're going with the Star Wars Jedi. They're not going with Star Wars Jedi Fallen something. It is Star Wars Jedi going forward. They're supposed to be DLC or some extra content coming for the the first game soon. Oh, um filth. Don't know if it's like actual story content or whatever it is. But uh something is Supposedly coming. I don't know if it's next month or later, because obviously things <laughs> can get delayed because of COVID. I don't know why you laugh. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm excited.
2: I'm not. Uh, COVID no. isn't funny. No, I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giddy at the idea. Like, that COVID, what a laugh. No, it's not at all. Um, I was just getting giddy at the idea of like next month we're going to hear or get a DLC. It, might,
1: it might be because uh, back in May, uh, that's when I was implied, somebody implied to me that it was coming out around the one year anniversary um hmm. and so like i didn't say anything on it because you guys know me i like to have multiple people on one thing yeah um, and then i talked to a reliable like star wars i uh, know star Wars, a gaming leaker his name's shinobi and he said as well that yeah there's content coming for that game still um it could just be a ps5 patch it could be something like that right but it, there is something planned mm-hmm. wow But yeah, for Fallen Order 2, it's called Star Wars Jedi something. It's not called Fallen Order.
2: Well, firstly, that news is just
1: so good, so good.
2: good. And secondly, do we know, know, I know you may not know, but do we know if all or any of the characters from the first game are coming back or any new villains or anything like that?
1: I believe there's the returning cast of... You know of Carl and you know the little rebellion crew we have. Yes. Um, and you could probably take a guess uh which villain is returning <laughs> from the game, but he's not the. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to save some of the stuff. I'm trying to do. Um, but yeah, there's more than one villain returning,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not just appearing in this game for the first time, but returning.
0: Gotcha. Right.
1: Ooh, Interesting.
0: Okay. Oh, that's a bit filthy. That can be quite a few people. Alright. Okay. That's nice. good to know. Because the thing Roll. is, I what? was
1: supposed to come back on here back in February or something and tell you guys the Fallen Order 2 was happening. But yeah, I had a push out early.
2: That's right, I I remember now. But now, I honestly if there is something guys, if there is something coming next month, go and thank Best Bin for Maybe. it. Maybe. Yeah. Eve. We, yeah, we'll give those we'll give Best Bin socials again at the end of the conversation. But mate, if we can get any of those villains back plus a couple of like big bad boys on there honestly i'm, I'm, I'm all for it. are you looking forward to a fallen order well for a jedi fallen order follow-up <laughs> lukey boy
0: yeah yeah mate i i think fallen order is one of the best star wars games like i've ever played i really really enjoy it um and it suits it's not huge enough like that i have to sell my soul to like just play it. Uh it's it's a nice it's a nice game. I really, really enjoyed enjoyed it. Weren't perfect, but a, a sequel sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, I think that uh I'm really excited for Jennifer in order to well it's nothing else to call it, yeah, but because <laughs> I can't just call it Star Wars Jedi, because obviously this is the first <laughs> one. Um but yeah there's I'm really excited for it. They they're putting a lot of love and care into this game. I hope EA doesn't force them to cut out development time um, because the first game was such a critical success and commercial success for EA that they don't want to if this is the last game EA produce for Star Wars, they need to make sure it's a, a great way to end things because this game shouldn't be out until around 2022 so mm. and then the following year there's obviously the contract with Star Wars, it comes to an end they could uh, obviously renew it but 2023, that relationship it should come to an end so we'll see how things go there and personally i'd like to see ea move away from the license
0: yeah yeah i think i think i'd like to i think it's healthy to mix things up anyway um just from a competition standpoint but yeah i'd like to have a different studio have a try to be honest i think ea's redeem themselves in some ways but in other ways you know maybe not bin this has been great. We've been talking about all this serious stuff and real-life stuff. Um, but to be honest, mate, it leads us to what really feels like, to me, the highlight of this part of the year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: October, it begins with an O, and we know what else begins with an O.
1: Ochi Fesco. Yes.
0: Ochi. Yep. Our boy Ochi (laughs) from Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, the legendary
1: Sith assassin.
0: Yes, the legendary Sith assassin. Now, um, Bespin, mate, um, you've in in our little circle of uh, British geekdom, you've got yourself a little reputation for telling this story in the most gorgeous way. Apparently, yeah. Uh, I've heard. I've heard from people that you know. The story of Ochi off by heart. Um and for people listening, if you don't remember who Ochi is, he is the guy that killed Ray's parents in The Rise of Skywalker. Um, and who's orange. Um
2: <laughs> and who left a bread a huge trail of clues. And yeah, he has a fantastic
1: dagger. Mm. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, oh, um Bespin, uh, could you kindly Yep. Now let me know if I'm I'm missing anything out here or if I'm like jumping a gun, but could you please, please walk us through the filth that is the story of Ochi of Bestoon.
1: Yeah, okay. So Ochi of Bestoon, we all know he was a Sith assassin. Uh, <laughs> he was working for Palpatine, you know, yes. whilst Palpatine was out I don't know, flying Palpatine. back to wherever he was going to go.
0: Yes. Uh, and he was a lot. he was resurrected at this point palpatine i
1: believe so yeah he his, his transferred his now. essence yeah it's his, his essence already transferred at this point yeah um, but yeah <laughs> <Obviously. laughs>
0: yeah okay right good so, start o-
1: <laughs> yeah so ochi is tasked with find with going to the death star ruins by palpatine to retrieve his wayfinder and so ochi you know being you know the good job's worth it is, he goes there like, he goes to Kefbeer, he sees the ruins, and he looks at the massive, massive destroyed death star and he says, ah, oh, you know what? I cannot be bothered. I can't be bothered. <laughs> 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 yep. So he engraves his dagger, his legendary Sith dagger, four times where this, where exactly the Wayfinder is. He knows where it is. He just cannot be bothered to do the client. He just knows. Right? It's a bit of a swim. It's a bit of a climb. He's not. He's not up for it. He's hung over. He's not going for it. He's not
2: right? getting paid enough for this.
1: <laughs> right. So on his dagger, he writes the, Emperor- <laughs> the emperor's wayfinder is located in the imperial vault delta four six transit nine two six bear eight four one moon of Endor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he does this on the mic. He does this. He, he does, this does this
1: four times. Four times, just to make sure he doesn't forget.
2: Delta <laughs> <laughs> <to> 46. force it. <laughs>
1: But just to be extra careful, he decides to like trace the ruins into the dagger, so he knows exactly where the, these coordinates are supposed to be. Right? And he does that, right? So yeah, so he says, right? Yeah, that's done. I'm off. Right? He's <laughs> he's gone. He's a yeah, right? yeah. He's gone. Badness, so now he's yeah. uh, doing his second job for Palpatine. He's going to Jakku to look for the botched clone of Palpatine. Right? <clears throat> he's got he's got to go and end his life. Right?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Cause so he gets, he gets can't. there. He's on the hunt. Steve he finds Palpatine. him, Steve Palpatine. And that's him. And so he he finds him, and guess what? He's got busy with a local girl. He ain't alone, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. So Ochi hits up Papa Palpatine. He's like, "Hey, look, he isn't alone. Should we still off him?" And oh, he's got a child, by the way. He's like, "Yeah, do the job, kill him, and bring me the child." Right. So Ochi, he's determined now. He's got his game face on. <laughs> So he goes yeah. and kills the parents, but at this point they've had time to go and hide the child. Right? Yeah. He's made himself so obvious; they know She's not he, on Jakku. So hang on, okay. hang on. They
0: they know that they they know that that he's around and they have time to go hide him.
1: Well, they're given one car plot, yeah.
0: Yes, and yeah. then they just go back to their home.
2: <laughs> and Ray's mum's like, she's not there, and Oaky's just like, fine, okay, I've got to kill you anyway now.
1: Yeah, so the, so the parents are dead. raised, you know, with Ankalet. and Ochi knows he screwed up. English, right? He isn't going back to Palpatine. No, no, no. He's going to the bar in Jakku, right? He's going to the cantina. He's he's had a rough day's work, right? <laughs> so so he goes to the cantinas and he's like, you know, he's having a few drinks. He's down in the shots. He's on it, right? Yeah. And uh, he's a chatty drunk, Ochi, <laughs> right? So he keeps telling the locals like what he's been up to, and you know, I just killed some people today. I couldn't be asked to climb this big death star. Yeah, it's been a day. And he also tells them that oh, I'm gonna go on a little holiday to Posana. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing big, right? So you know, all these barflies. They eventually get word back to who else but Lando. You know, um, big, yeah. and Lando. Yeah, of course he's at a bar somewhere, and uh, so he hits up his buddy Luke. And he's like, hey, this Sith assassin was at its bar. He just killed some people. <laughs> like, you know? And he's uh yeah, he he's looking for the wayfinder. So Luke and Lando, they travel to Pasana to look for this guy. And uh Oh, she must be on a heck of a bender because he's left his ship there and nobody to man it. He's gone. Uh and during this time, Lando's kid goes missing as well for some reason. And Lando just decides to chill on Pasana for the rest of his days. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why. But he's there now. He's That's his, uh, oh, that's his retirement home. In right? a leopard skin. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Ten years go by and Ochi finally sobered up and remembered where he parked. The best student <laughs> legacy, right,
0: Which he named after his uh, his own name.
1: Yeah, the best student legacy. He wants you to know, right? That he's a He a legacy the
0: of that
2: entire planet or wherever it is.
1: Yeah, so anyway. He takes a new ship back to Pasana, right? He then uses this little speeder. And this is no... This isn't a no-ordinal speeder. This is like the Mercedes-Benz <laughs> of speeders. It's even got a Sith emblem on the front. It's a rocket. Right? It he wants people to know the Sith aren't gone.
0: Right? <laughs> he
2: is the <a> Sith now.
0: <laughs> he's like, yeah. while Palpatine's keeping it secret, <laughs> yeah. he's... He's, he's, he's yeah. So he was... Hang on, while he's on Persona, because I'm assuming he's not taking this Mercadus around with him. <laughs> he is... He is oh. like, he's he's on Persona and he's asked someone to probably brand it for him, right?
1: Unless Palpatine gave him it as, as a as a benefit of the job. It's when he's wearing Maybe. a
2: t-shirt that said, I'm with Sith, which kind of gave it away. <laughs> yeah,
1: he may as well. He's driving around with an emblem on the car, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Ochi, he goes, look. he's driving the Mercedes on the sand. He's looking for his ship. He, he spots the best in Legacy in the distance. He drives for it. And he parks the car, or the speeder, and he hops out, and he's like, yes, I've made it. But has he? No. He's, he's parked on quicksand. He's sinking <laughs> through the quicksand. This is it. This is it. <laughs> he's gone. He drops through, <laughs> and he is stuck for the rest of his days. Now, we don't know what happened to Ochi. We don't know if he just starved to death, because he's, you know, he's a bit of an imbecile, or if a big ass snake get him. But he's gone either way. He's gone either way. And that, my friends, is the tale of Ochi of Beston.
0: Oh, I love it. There is no one that tells it better. It's the best. It's the remix. It's the rhythm. It's the rhythm of Star Wars. You know what, mate? Best spin. I think you have got to tell that to like Prince Charles or something. <laughs> when you get your MBE. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a it's a ridiculous story. Yeah. I would I would love to know how they came up with it. I would like. Do you do
0: you think they just came up with it on the fly? Because we know that Episode Nine, like there were chunks of Episode Nine that was kind of done on the go. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, the re- um, re-
2: rewriting. Somehow it actually appeared.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is as well, the dagger, we see it in the uh, behind the scenes of uh, Rise of Skywalker. It wasn't always a dagger. They were deciding whilst in production, like whilst filming, if it should be a scroll or if it should be something else, anything. It's only during filming they came up with the idea of using a dagger.
2: That's mental. They could have combined the Wayfinder with the Delta Transit 426 stuff. I don't in <laughs> one thing.
1: I don't know. It's it's bonkers. It's a bonkers story. My, I like to imagine that Ochi has a bit of a drinking problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why he looks like that. Why?
1: Yeah. Everything yeah, is
0: You're Here, as we're all uh, sipping our Guinness and our uh, copper oh, yeah, birds
1: and that, you know. You know, we'd, we'd get on great with Ochi. Like, we'd be dipping apart and you know, take travels to Pasana.
0: Listen, he's probably in a pub in Basildon right now, knowing him. He's in the
2: Beehive. The beehive yeah. legacy, Well, you'd be feeding them leaks, uh, best bin, and Ochi'd be getting a, having a few too many kef beers, and suddenly the whole cantina knows about your leaks, so you'd be out of business. So you two wouldn't get on well.
1: Yeah, yeah, couldn't trust Ochi as hard as yeah, I could throw was, him. Was fright, um, huh? I would, I would love for him to shop in Mandalorian. He would be around during this he time. He would. You know? Oh, can
0: you imagine? Do you know what? I would love to see him. I'm at that. I'm at that <laughs> stage, you now. I think it's mostly because of you, mate. Yeah. Best bin is like. I've I'm becoming like a fan of Ochi. I think we should uh I th- I think we should be like the Ochi fanboys. <laughs> like seriously, we should be like That's yes, it's it's shocking. It's the best Dune boys. Yeah, you know, uh, yes, it's shocking. Yes, it doesn't make sense. We love him. We are. We are the best Dune legacy. But it's canon. You know. Yeah. Poetic. It all rhymes. <laughs> it all rhymes. Um, love it. Dude, What one last thing, right? You don't know anything about why Colin Trevorrow
1: left Star Wars, do you? Um, I heard it was about Leia stuff. Mm. That they couldn't agree on Leia stuff at the time. Um, Makes sense. Because he was going through script rewrites and eventually he was still going to direct, but they brought on Jack Thorne. I think his name is... He wrote The Cursed Child of you know Harry Potter. Um, but he was still on to direct. I think he was just trying to figure it out how to move the story forward without Carrie Fisher, Um, you know. And I think JJ did the best of what he had in regards to Leia. Um, But yeah, I I think that's all it is. I don't think it was a massive falling out uh, because Trevorrow is still pals with Kennedy's husband, you know, and uh, yeah, I think it's fine.
2: Not a
0: bad family to be in with, is it? Well, if no. it wasn't for J.J. Um, J. Abrams and you know Colin leaving, we wouldn't have got Ochi. So you know, yeah. and and you wouldn't be on here saying that beautiful and splendid story. Would you um, rather best-
1: Ochi or a good film? You pick.
0: That's it. Well, we, the Ochi one film lasts, you know, a couple years. Ochi lasts forever. So, I can't believe
1: this is one of the things I'll be remembered he for this
0: story. the legacy of the sequel trilogy.
2: Um, he's left a bit of a legacy of our listeners, mate. Um, IMAX, Nicks Andrew Hammett, Paddy Harvey basically said he was a mug. Chris Brazier said yes. he drove a Star Wars Mercedes-Benz Mercedes-Benz had a SIF symbol for his ornament. Looky boy, our Dar- uh, boy, Darth Dildo gave us a sweet comment as well, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he said Palpatine made him too. Palpatine made everyone in the galaxy in the cloning labs right from the start. He's been in the shadows pulling the strings since even before the High Republic, making everyone. Because that's what Papa Palps does. That's his name. It's an alchemist. It's Papa. Yeah. yeah you know but pretty much everyone thought he was an absolute mug um that's the terminology we were using on socials
1: he's got a problem you know be be kind to old yes yes Yes. he
0: has a problem and you know like we just gotta we gotta be there for him you know and if he's if he's got his little dagger you know let let him be happy with his little Um. dagger
1: you he's know, got a dagger with the direction's
2: home as well. So he knows when he's hammered, he can like put it up. And he's like, that one's my house yeah. there. Uh, so he knows where that is.
1: He should have written where the best on legs is. It's looking pretty
2: flat <laughs> dagger. But um, A couple of people reckoned oh. he looks like Maz. No. And here's one for you, Best. Maybe me wrap you up, mate. What do you think of this theory uh, that Snoke was cloned from Ochi himself? It is a theory.
1: Is that actually a theory? It is a
2: theory that's gone on Reddit and that.
1: Well, he's had a hell of a growth spurt, that's for sure. Yes, he has. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just think J.J. Abrams just woke up from a fever dream one day and just decided to make OG Uh will yeah. in a jar, but yeah. He was
0: spending too much time living in London making these Star Wars films. It drove him mental. He like, these British people. <laughs> these British people, they're crazy. And that's it. It just collapsed, mentally collapsed. He'll never recover. But there we go. Bespin. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show mate chit-chatting about all sorts of star wars stuff and of course something bigger than star wars ochi himself mate where where on earth can people find you and your new podcast on the internet
1: yeah so specimen been bulletin on twitter and instagram as there always has been so uh, if you want some leaks just give me a quick follow and yeah a podcast just started it's called bob the podcast that's b.o. B. Dot the podcast. Um, it stands for Bestman's Other Bits, um, and that's, oh. with, that's with Isaac Peavy, who uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's with Isaac Peavy who is known in the sessions community. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we talk about Star Wars every week, but everything else as well, area the movie, TV show, and video games.
2: Yep. go check it out to hear the dulcet tones of the Welsh mountain and Blyzak himself, the um, SWS videographer, beer buyer and uh, all-round good bloke. So a couple of good lads talking pop culture. So again, yeah, best Bespin, mate. Thank you so much for giving up your time on these cold evenings to come on. And it shan't be the last listeners hear from you.
1: Hopefully not. Well, hopefully if Ochi makes a return in uh, Mandalorian Season 3, I can come back and we can talk about his hunt for Baby Yoda.
0: <laughs> I'd love that. I'd be all over that. Thank you so much, Geezer. Thanks, guys. Sam Smith design manager at Hasbro for Star Wars products and you're listening to Star Wars Session quite possibly the greatest Star Wars show in all of Britain well after all
2: that chin wag and chitter chatter and jibber jabber you may say I need another drink I want a kef beer shall we head into the bantina my friend oh mate let's do it yes the mountain is back um, well, this week in the Bantina, we are—we're just—we're changing a little bit. We're, we're pulling a Ryan Johnson. We're subverting things a bit, and simply answering submitted Patreon questions with a few well-earned kef beers this week, aren't we, mate?
0: Oh yes, we are. And to kick us off, it's our guy, our boy, our lad, our king of Wales—is Luke Summerfield. Let's hear it.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, all you sessioners and darksiders. Ochi might be funny looking for us adults, but for kids, he has that chitty-chitty bang-bang child-capturer aesthetic to him.
0: What story would you like between Return of the Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, and would you like to see more of the acolytes of the beyond? Let's explore
2: the relics and the lore, and remember, Palpatine loves a good Star Wars session. (laughs) What a way to kick us off, mate. Um, what story would we like between Jedi and Tross, mate? What, what are you thinking?
0: It's a really interesting one, mate. To be honest, what they're doing with Mandalorian is is pretty good so far. Obviously, that's a bit a bit of a cop out. Um, if what I mean, there are some rumours about like a Felony verse and things like that. But I would love to see more of just Luke and kylo slash ben i want to see more of how how did the republic the new republic go from losing the high ground pun intended yeah (laughs) like how did that happen You, you know just a bit more things on that i'd like you know the palpatine thing in episode nine is canon guys i want that explained a bit more if it's explained a bit more you know it might change people's perspectives of the sequels and of rise of skywalker i mean that's Kind of what happened with Clone Wars and the prequels. I, admittedly, I don't think there's as like a big uh, storytelling challenge there, but it it definitely like it it. it fixed a a few things it fixed quite a few things and it made the prequel era a lot more rich and it felt a lot more part of this grand saga and i think the key to telling that is is through you know those character stories that can you know i'm not saying those characters necessarily be the main um characters in in these stories but you know maybe mandalorian might answer a few questions here and there about why xyz happened in the sequel trilogy that's the sort of storytelling that i'm looking for and um acolytes of the beyond uh yeah i would i'd like to see some stuff like that i i think there's a fine line between explaining everything and keeping the mysticism but also um i don't know i i think i think they can be expanded on for sure they're they're pretty cool they're pretty cool what about you Mayboy? what are you thinking
2: um well for the story between jedi and trolls again that's a big old that's what 33 years 34 years so plenty of time mine was actually fairly similar to yours into i'd love to see more about the politics of the new republic but at the same time I, i wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily be able to translate this into a, into a live action because I don't think they're going to go that way. But mm. some something to do surrounding Palps on Exegol, putting the pieces in place for the First Order and the Final Order. Because everything we've seen post pretty much post of Battle of Jakku up until well, the Rise of Skull, everything was Palpatine's plan in terms of what was happening in the First Order and on the Dark Side. So even just, all the stuff from the Battlefront 2 campaign, from the books and the comics, that's all now because of what Palpatine set in place. So let's, you know, see him or a mouthpiece for him putting those pieces in place, you know? Otherwise, like you say, you said it yourself just now. It's pretty much building what you said, that what happened with in tross is canon, fine. But can it be expanded and maybe made to be a bit more meaty Then somehow he just turned up again? Yes, it can do. And then, obviously, he's got a fleet. The Final Order can now... Commence okay, let's see some of that. You know, let's let's have a bit more of that, because that could be pretty sweet. The machinations behind the scenes interspliced with the new republic's rise and fall as well. Um see how Palpatine maybe planted some seeds in the New Republic to start to bring them down from the inside or something. I don't know, there's a lot to explore there, or just give me a smuggler story. Something like that set in that time. You can't really go wrong with a smuggler story. And in terms of the acolytes of the beyond, in short, yes. Why not? We can have the bad batch, and if we can have the bad batch, we can have anything. That may still be brilliant, but yep. Uh, so why not give us something a bit different and a bit darker with the acolytes? I don't mean darker as in gory and silliness like that, but let's let's see what the dark side are up to. The acolytes were a cult that collected dark side and uh, Sith artifacts from all across the galaxy. They caused a lot of problems in the galaxy. They worship Vader. Um... And they were cult Sith cultists essentially, and they were formed in the aftermath books. But you, could, you hey look, why not why not shine the light? Huh, no pun intended on the other side and what was going on on like, the darker side of the force. But um, so yeah, like you said, there's plenty of room for expansion in the universe, and I think they'd be a good place to start. So, uh, Looky boy Summerfield King of Wales, great start, my friend. Um, mm. And as we always say, guys out there, everyone, we want to hear your answers to these questions as well. So. Uh, Next up, might have heard of him. I have. Sean Hudson, he asked, he said, Kay, this one interests me. Lucasfilm have hired you both to make your own trilogies, Star Wars trilogies, for each of you, so Luke and myself individually, fill in the gaps, who you choose to write it, direct it, score it, you know, a few people to star in it, and a basic plot. So we've been given carte blanche to come out of a new Star Wars trilogy, mate. Who do you want to write it, direct it, score it, star in it, and what would it kind of be about?
0: Okay. Um, roughly, this is what I've come up with. I love this question, and we've had questions along this uh, kind of, uh, you know. Uh, uh, in, of this kind of ilk before. Yes, ilk, yes. Precisely, mate boy. Thank you for coming in and saving me there. Brain fart. Um, no, Shawnee boy, I've had a think about it. Write, okay, Dave Filoni. I would like Dave Filoni to write it, to plot it, and to plan it. I think mm-hmm. he's capable. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, it's going to be in a few years' time. I'm assuming that's, you know, in my little head, that's where I can see it happening. And I think, you know, when you think about it, Filoni is such a fan of like the Middle Earth storytelling and, and the Star Wars storytelling. He knows so much about mythology. Um, I think he could piece together a nice, big, big, chunky saga or trilogy, um, or certainly lend a foundation for one. Uh, however, I would have someone a bit more uh, grounded in reality direct it. And actually, I've never mentioned him on this podcast before, but I think Danny Boyle. Oh, um, <laughs> Yeah, purely because Danny Boyle is—he's, you know, he's a great director, but he's—he's he's known for telling very realistic films. Um, Human, you know, films. he did Steve Jobs. You know, he's done. He did like the train spotting stuff yesterday, and and that's probably like it, it gets a bit weird with yesterday, um, <laughs> and it, weird in a good way. By the way, you know, um, uh, it wasn't my favourite film, but you know, it was—it was certainly something different, and I think Danny Boyle could actually thrive in a universe like star wars and i think he can make something really special because it's different to what he's used to score um for that saga feel i mean ludwig Göransson right now the job he's done on mandalorian is incredible it'd be hard not to think of him but to be honest i think for a grand epic matty boy you might like this um michael giacchino rogue one his job on rogue one was just it was just on a different level, man. It
1: was, it was on,
0: it was on a different level. And listening back to a lot of the rogue one score, you're just like, man, this is, this is becoming some of the most iconic music in star Wars. Um, it's beautiful. It is gorgeous. And Starring, military starring this is where I struggled a, a little bit. Um, I would say in, in an ideal world and kind of to brush, kind of just brush over the subject. Uh, a few of the kids from Stranger Things, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because they're so <laughs> <them> good. In. <laughs> they're so good. But I always think I, I like when Star Wars goes to quite uh, unknown actors. I think mm-hmm. it's a strength. Um, so I would consciously try and scope out some, some new talent um, and finally get someone with, you know, that raw London accent in Star Wars. And uh, here we go, the final bit, basic plot. I I thought The Last Jedi was going to be about this, and I thought possibly that episode nine could have been about this. Um, But basically, a lot more of a filthier and spicier and a little bit more demure, dare I say, uh, take on the um, Yuzan Vong invasion uh, so a different race they don't necessarily have to be immune to the force but a different race of people invading the galaxy and the galaxy having to team up and realizing that they need a dark side user to to defeat yeah to defeat would Chewie get killed by a moon still Chewie wouldn't be in it it would be set way in the future but he's safe a Wookiee. if we want to do the real eu nod then yeah a Wookiee can get killed by a moon you know, for old times' sake. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's for the good. Bring the good times back. So that was a bit of a long one. What are you thinking, Matty boy?
2: Um, my my writer, I have been. I've been a basic a basic blilo here as well, and I've gone for look up top. Favreau and Feloni, they can write the trilogy. They can write it with the help of the director, simply because Favreau Favreau knows how to craft a good story, and Feloni's there to chip in with the knowledge of the galaxy, and we all know that. Um certainly so, you know obviously with the last trilogy and there were some like things which jived against its the own films, its own films in the same trilogy and that which for people who for just fans of Star Wars you kinda of think well that doesn't work in the confines of the galaxy in the story you have set up. So someone just to have a hold on the on the story. Director come on. Ryan Johnson's coming back to direct it. He's directing my trilogy. Um he can also help write it as well because he's a writer director. So, Ryan Johnson, because he's a fabulous director, we all know that. Everything he's directed has been great, or at least very good. Um, the score, um, you mentioned Joquino from Rogue One. I'm going to go with the bloke he replaced. I'm going to go for Alexander Desplat. He, um, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was due to do Rogue One, but I think apparently his composition got canned. So, they brought in Giacchino, and they said, right, well, you've got five minutes to Rogue One. But he, um, he did The Shape of Water. He's done pretty much every Wes Anderson film but he also did things like Godzilla, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows from Twilight Films, and Zero Dark Thirty. So he knows how to do epic, he knows how to do action, and knows how to do military as well. So, and he also knows how to craft a melody. So answered just splats for me. Starring, yeah, same as you, mate. If if I couldn't get a bunch of kind of unknowns, because for uh, suspension of disbelief, unknowns work best, I'd go for a couple of younger actors. I'd go for someone like Daniel Kalua, who was in Get Out and... Um, um, oh, I can't remember the film he's incredible in it uh, Lucas Hedges Anya Taylor-Joy and then for the old people Ed Harris and Brian Cox uh, recognisable enough but they're not kind of superstars some of them have got that face where you're a bit like I recognise your face but I don't know where from uh, Daniel Cleo was excellent in Widows by the way and the basic plot basically a bit like Lost Stars because I think that's a brilliant story device in Star Wars you've got two lovers on opposite sides of the war one's fighting for one faction One's fighting for the other. Every time they get in there for TIE Fighters and X-Wings, are they shooting at each other? Have they just killed their blah, 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 blah. There's a lot to be taken from that, but make it a bit... um, I don't know, just beef it out a bit more. Someone like Ryan Johnson directing it? Yes. So that is my... um, That's my trilogy. Coming to a theatre near you if they're still open in 2025... Uh, star wars sessions exclusive we're funding it as well aren't we mate and you're one as well so we've got six new star wars film coming which we're going to fund for a packet of crisps and a tenner
0: oh mate oh mate i love it sean great question what a way to use your patron question for this month you spicy spicy lad uh up next we have got a great little question from none other than alex Jessup, the king of a hard punch um With Luke leaving Tatooine to take on the might of the Empire and join the Rebellion and indeed many other of the locals, do you think this meant that the owner of Toshi Station faced certain financial ruin and the bottom fell out of the power converter market? Keep it spicy, Mm. Alex. Mm. Alex, mate, I love it. I love it. Um, Matty boy, what are you saying about these uh, Tatooine economics?
2: Well, I mean it's have you gotta think about the people. Star Wars is about hope and the people and Luke may have just like damaged an entire industry there. I like to think that the bloke who owned the Toshi station just turned into Dengar or something and just went on a killing spree out of it. Um I I think it I think it did die a death. You had Cami and you had Fixer and that other geezer who were Luke's friends. They were there to help the business, but they weren't as focused as Luke. They were just there for the bands. Because Luke was there to actually pick up power converters. And you look you never hear power converters ever mentioned again, so I think it died a death. Otherwise, that might have been what Ray went back to Tatooine for at the end of the Rise of Skywalker. Maybe she was going back to deliver on a promise to force Ghost Luke to finally get those power converters. They're a bit dusty, but she said, Don't worry, Luke, you know, you might be you, you sit on ACTO, I'll go and get your power converters. You know, if you still if you don't need them, it can just be symbolic. And then and then she set up her own power converters, like English Rose power converters. And the and the industry's back up and running now, thanks to Ray. So not only is she one of the coolest Jedi of them all, she's also got the power converter industry back up on her feet. So nice one, Ray.
0: What do you think, mate? Um, I heard that um Toshi Station signed up to the Nectar Points programme. <laughs> which is like a loyalty scheme. So um, spend your points and your power People have been coming up and they've been doing like multi buys you know, when they need bog roll, they're like, do you know what, Asda's out, but Toshi Station might have some. You know, nip over there, and bloke's got nectar on tap, mate. On tap. So, rewards for days. So, I think they survived. So You think they made it? You think they made it okay? Yeah. Hands down.
2: You don't want to think Luke Skywalker blew up the Death Star and killed millions of Imperials, and also doomed a... You know, good industry because otherwise, I'm yeah, an independent business,
0: a family-run business. Get out of here, Luke. What's your deal, mate?
2: I think, uh, I think, I think. About it, otherwise, Luke might be the problem here.
0: Yeah, Luke. Usually, just from my life experience, I can assure you, the Luke in the room is usually the problem.
2: Uh, well, every room I've been in with this Luke, he's never the problem, unless he's watching an <laughs> Attack of the Clones. Listen to the commentary to find out exactly why he went absolutely mad for two minutes. So on to our last question now for the Patreon section of the band, Tina. And it's another voice message. And of course, it's another legend. It's a patron. It's a listener. It's a legend. Robert Lawson. And this is what he had to say. Hi, Matt and Luke. And hi to all of the Star Wars Sessions listeners out there. Thinking about the US
1: elections got me wondering, if you guys wanted to get a seat on the Galactic Senate, which planet would you like to represent the most? And what would be your standout policy? Thanks for keeping the session spicy. As always, may the Force be with you.
2: What a voice. Robert, thank you so much for sending it in, mate. Uh, Nice question. Lukey boy, seat on the Galactic Senate. Obviously, with a hairdo like that, they'd let you in straight away. But which planet would you represent? And what would be your standout policy?
0: Oh, mate. I love this, this kind of question. I'm getting proper stuck into it. Um, I have a super duper soft spot for Naboo. Um, It's just, it's just absolutely lush, mate. It's just gorgeous. Um, And, you know, after Sheevy Boy, you know, I'm assuming this is after Sheevy Boy, there's a bit of a reputation of scumbags coming from that. But I want to change that. I want to change the presence of naboo in the galactic scene you know so it's it's just going to be you know your place for tourism it's going to be a lot of cool infrastructure you want to do business in the galaxy no coruscant no hosnin prime blown up mate no come to naboo come to naboo we got gungans and we got really cool people who um who wear really nice hats so come through mate come through it would be naboo what about you matey boy matty no like we said on the uh
2: squadron's live stream we feel the need the need for feed so does lukey boy clearly um yes. good shout good shout we can wear queen Amadala's head head um gear as well you'd look good in that as we're done me canto bite come on canto bite because the bribes and the bungs would be awesome you know what you know, slip this through the Senate, we'll give you a spa day, we'll give you some time in a casino. You fancy a yacht with, with full of galactic booze? Yes I do. So just for the backhanded deals I could get Canto Bite. But um the policy would be I mean I could replace the you know, replace those for the horses, the Fardias. They look great, lovely. Set them free and create the greatest pod racing circuit in the entire galaxy on Canto Bite. Be like the Monaco Grand Prix, there'd be glitz There'd be glamour. People would want to come there anyway. We'd get that um slow and low guy. We could park on the beach if you want, mate. We're parking on there because we're coming to see the pod racing. Plus it brings back that um that old pastime. So I think it'd be popular with voters. You know, you wanna see you wanna see an old pastime, the Boon classic in Kanto Bike? Yes you do. That aside, um I'd lower booze tax so we can get more in and probably give these chi- the uh-huh. child stable hands better benefits and rewards because a broom boy He's working hard. I can't imagine he has a pension. Can't imagine he gets any discounts at um, Astor or Amazon or anything like that. So, better benefits and better rewards for lower paid workers. And let's reintroduce some glamour to the galaxy and bring back pod racing.
0: Oh, mate. Pod racing, mate. I'm all about that pod racing. Those naughty sounds and those engines. Oh, mate. Rev. Rev them up. Love it. Robert, that is a class question, mate, and thank you for sending it in through a voice message capacity. Mate, what a spicy, spicy Bantina this has been. Mate,
2: that's why we have the greatest listeners in the galaxy and the greatest patrons of them all. All four of those questions were boss. Uh, Guys and girls out there, let us know the answer to any of those. The Galactic Senate and Policy, Toshi Station and the Power Converter Market what would your plot for a trilogy be and who would be right direct score starring it? Return of the Jedi, Tross, Acolysis of the Beyond, what do you want? Honestly, we'd love to hear from you guys about that as well. So, uh, Patreons, thank you so much for um, giving us our fuel for the Pantina. Barman, sorry about the mess, but that's it for the Bantina. signing out and we'll see you guys again next week in the Bantina.
0: The Star Wars Sessions game! Diddly, dude, that's right. Another week, another Sessions game. Matty Boy, it's my turn to host. As you know, are you ready for this naughty game? Let's do it. <laughs> so, this one, mate. It's a little bit different. Okay. We've never done something like this before. I'm going to put a message through on the Zencaster, and I don't want you to read it out loud just yet. There's a a particular bit on there that I don't want you to read out. Okay. Okay. So I'm sending you through a number to a person that I know. Okay. Now I'm pretty sure you don't have their number okay now i know this person and i need you to ring them up put it on loudspeaker against the mic and um you have to try and convince this person you're live on air on radio and you have uh, this person's number and um there's there's a quiz question going on which i'm not going to say we can save it for the call so basically we're going to see how well you're going to black your way through this
2: okay this could be the death knell for my career here so do what? So, um, I'm, so, so, okay, hit- so I am the contestant of this actual game, then, in terms of the what I've got to mention. Yes. Right, yes. so I'm the contestant. You're the the cont-
0: you are on air right now, Matt. You are on air right now, and you're about to win some money. But everything else is up to you, mate. I've put, for, for the listeners, I have written this all down on our messaging app that Matt and I use, and I've given him kind of like an outline to use, okay? So you're going to be calling up this person, and you're going to be pretending that you're live on air on a radio show quiz, and there has a, uh, a, a questions come up on there. And uh, you can win. So, Matty boy, it's it's over to you, mate. This is your game. Yeah, Make it, do it your game.
2: Own let's it, do mate. do it. This could be the shortest game ever or the longest. Here we go. Right. The uh, the phone is set to ring. It is on speaker. You'll hear it ringing. Can you hear that? I can hear it. Okay. Hello? Hello, mate. Uh, Quick, I've been given your number through Radio 2. Because I'm currently doing a game of Quiz Masters on air. I'm literally live on air now, uh, and I'm doing my phone a friend. So I wanted to call you. Uh, I've got to be quick because the time's going to run out. But my question is: Who was the name of the main Ewok in Return of the Jedi? Wicket. <laughs> Wicket, <Wicked>, you're saying? <laughs> Definitely Wicket, not I Lumpy. Know,
1: I guess. Yeah. I don't even know who this is who's calling me, so sorry about that. Oh, I've
2: been giving you a number. Literally, the guys at Radio 2 have given me your number. Oh,
0: well, there we go.
2: That's all right. Oh, so we're going for wicket and not lumpy. No.
0: Hang up on him. Hang up on him. Say thanks.
2: Oh, I I got it. That, do you know what? That num- that voice sounded very familiar. <laughs> he didn't
0: recognise you.
2: I recognise his voice. Yeah, who is it, Matt? I think that was the esteemed Sir Cabbage. <laughs> He's, I.
0: My James He's my brother. James Blythe. He's my brother. And did he didn't even recognise you. Maybe it's on the phone. You know, like I'm told, actually, people sound super different on the phone.
2: I mean, That's, maybe, but it's Monday. It's
0: it's Monday. It's late like, no, Maybe maybe he's had a couple of um, beerios or something.
2: Maybe like he's had a, <laughs> a couple of indoor G and Ts. But how should he not know that? that? It was me, sorry. But he did say wicket. He thinks he didn't
0: know. He's who got I was. it right. He's got it right. So um, yeah, James, you, you win, Matt. You win. You win. <laughs> You win, uh, you win the game for this week. You win 20 million points. You're pretty much on the top of the leaderboard at the Star Wars Sessions games forever. James
2: Blygon-Gin has, just, has just won me a fortune. So, James, if you're listening, Sir Cabbage, thank you very much for helping me. It's me, it's Matt. I'm not on Radio 2. I'm on Star Wars Sessions, and you've just helped me win one million pounds. Da, 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 da. That was the millionaire tune.
0: Oh, I love it, mate! I like that little naughty rendition. But there we go, mate. That is this. It's a short and sweet one. It's a filthy one, you know. Short and sweet, and I meat. and um, yeah, <laughs> and, and lots of meat. So <laughs> like me, uh, yeah. and 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 we've got a
2: um, a cameo from the brother Bly as well. Yes. Um, completely unknowing, I can not
0: wait for him to listen back and just be like, "Hold on, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. me." <laughs> All right, wicked. That's it, mate. It's a good one. And it's been it. a good show. Eighty five episodes in. What a what a joke. We love mate, it, don't we?
2: Eighty-five and down. Fifteen to go to one hundred or fourteen come next week. Anyone got any ideas for a hundred? We'd be lucky to hear them. So, but like Blue Boy just said, that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone.
0: Where can the world find us? Master Blywalker. They can find us at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter at StarWarsSession with no S at the end. You can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at StarWarsSessions or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or message to our email address sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk. UK. and If you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions.
2: We're on an Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio 2 now, and everywhere in the galaxy you can find the podcast, you'll find us there. If you love the show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice, and head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts, it's awesome, we're on there, so if you do have a spare 30 seconds... We would love it if you would consider dropping us a review over there too because it helps the show grow, it gets more listeners in and we love hearing from you guys each and
0: every week. So, thank you. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell Ochi, tell your cousin, the more the merrier, the castle spicier.
2: Tell Sir Cabbage and the Welsh Mountain, this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke.
0: May the force be with you. Always. Luke. They are Essex-based podcast heroes.
1: They don't like bones.
0: Tell that to country club.